It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome to MLB Extras, the Seattle Mariners edition. Hello, everyone. I'm Allison Footer, and I'm here with Greg Johns to get caught up on all things Mariners. Greg, that always means that there's plenty to talk about. Um, your team has definitely kept things interesting this offseason. Um, so they had a couple of signings recently that are pretty interesting. Tim Beckham and Corey Guerin. Tell us about what they will bring to the 2019 Mariners. Yeah, also I think the significance with, with those is, is they're, they're one-term deals for, for guys. It's it's all offseason we've talked about looking ahead and in the 2020-2021, bringing in these guys with long-term team control and and the future and, and these two signings this week were more hey we got spots we got to take care of this year uh, they're still you know we got to fill that roster and make things uh, make things work and uh, tim beckham is an interesting sign to me a, a, a guy that can play stop and, and really buys him some time with jp crawford who's one of the young guys they brought in uh and Depoto's pretty open from the start that, that they may well open Crawford in, in uh, AAA tacoma unless he just comes out and demands the job spring training it, kind of envision him you know taking a little time and, and and not pushing him too fast uh giving him developmental time before they bring him up which beckham comes in as an experienced shortstop uh can also play third base if they need some second base gives him some versatility in there and there's a guy who's a former number one overall draft pick with the Rays. so this guy pretty good talent at high school and and uh yeah had a, a very good year with the with the uh orioles raising orioles in 2017 and kind of took a step back last year with the orioles so they let him go rather than uh, go to arbitration and sign him for a, a relatively more money. So he was on the market. The Mariners signed him for $1.75 million uh, with some options to get him up around $2 million. So not a, you know, not a non-factor. This guy is probably going to be their starting shortstop on opening day, I would guess, if, if things play out. And, and Corey Guerin, a 32-year-old right-hander in the bullpen, a guy that they can throw into that mix. Uh, you know, we've talked to Austin about how much – they moved in the bullpen. I mean, they gave up Edwin Diaz and Alex Colomay and James Pathos and a number of guys in the bullpen really looking to get some some veteran stability in there so kind of to buy some time with this club. And, and um, Corey Guerin's a guy who can, who can pitch it. He's, he's a pretty good right-hander that can fit in that mix. And could be in the late innings even now with, with – uh, they don't have a proven closer, so it'll be very interesting, I think, to see how that rolls as, uh, as spring plays out. Yeah, it's um, it's I guess not surprising that where we are, it's January. It's a month until spring training, um, and some of the like you say, these are stop stop gaps. There's a much larger big picture going on with the Mariners right now, uh, but these are obviously players that they need to fill the roster right now, and those are the guys that are you can kind of figure out their market. Uh, you kind of have to wait until this time of the off season, right? I mean, it's not like. They were going to be. I mean, these are these are lesser known players, and these obviously aren't like big name free agents. Um, but there, there does kind of have to be a time period where we see, you know, what guys are worth, where the market is, and then um, you, you hear a lot of these type of players, I guess, being being signed this time of year, right? Absolutely, and it, and it, it seems like the last two years in particular, the free agent market has been very slow to move, and 
uh, teams like the, in the Mariners situation, pretty smart, I think, to, to wait, see uh, see what plays out. You can get some pretty good players for relatively cheap if you want to look at it that way. Uh, guys that are they, they want a place to play, they're going to they're going to sign somewhere. And if you're if you're patient and, and wait, you can get some some pretty good players at the end. And uh, it'll be interesting to see not just with the Mariners, but across the 30 teams in the majors. Uh, you know, there's still 150 something free agents out there, I believe. Now, those guys are going to land uh, and, and where the where the puzzle pieces play out is, is going to be interesting in that market. So big name guys, everybody's talking about Bryce Harper and Machado and all these guys. There's good players out there that, that every team needs. Uh, in, in you know, it, it takes it takes 25 or more, and uh, these guys are, can be critical parts. I think it's significant. The Mariners they're not they're not just flushing this coming season. They're gonna you know if they can get good players to help them, they're gonna go get them. Uh, you know, and if they can find good good reasonable players at, at the right price, uh, Dakota still making the moves. I'm starting to feel a little bit better about the Mariners' future. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, like as an outsider who you know follows this team pretty pretty regularly just because of there are weekly chats and uh, the AL West. And uh, I don't know. It just seems like Jerry DePoto is just always making moves. And at some point I thought to myself, um, you know, it's too much, too much. And is there really some kind of big, big picture thinking here? Um, but, you know, I, looking at, you know, obviously they traded away some key players who are not going to be contenders in 2019. But I do feel pretty decent about the position that he has put them in to be able to add when it's time and be competitive in a couple of years. I mean, you are much more on the inside, obviously. Like, how do, how do you look at 2020, 2021, 22? Do you feel pretty decent about how things are? Yeah, well, I mean, you have to if, if you if you if these young pieces they bring in can can develop. And I think Mariner fans are naturally skeptical because the Mariners have, have had a lot of prospects in the past that haven't panned out. But, uh, you know, you can't just say, Hey, young guys never work out. I mean, you, you're bringing in guys, you know, the justice Sheffields, the, the, the uh, Justin Dunn's, these are guys who are the top pitching prospects with the, with the Yankees and, and Mets that are legitimate top end prospects. Uh, Jared Kelnick, the, the young outfielder from the Mets. This is, uh, this is one of the premier prospects in baseball. He's a young kid that, uh, Everybody says a huge upside. Uh, you know, you, you're hoping those guys come in and and and, uh, <laughs> and are what you hope. I mean, that's how that's how teams develop, and, and the Mariners have had trouble doing that. And uh, I guess you know, putting some marbles that it works this time. But but kind of going along with that, Allison is, is is signing some players who are already major league ready that, that are a little farther up the pipeline. So it's not all Kellnick's 19. The rest of these guys are you know 22 three-year-old type kids or, or older uh you know Max Smith coming in for instance uh you know, I, I compare him you know not saying he's Mitch Hanniger but but Hanniger was a guy last year that they brought in uh with six years of team patrol that just started to play major league baseball and they identified him as a guy who's had a huge upside and, and he's he definitely hit with him uh you know the, those are the kind of guys Marco Gonzalez another kind of guy like that he's he's been around a while coming off Tommy John and they really liked him and thought he'd be a big part of the future and indeed that has been the case so you, you know they, they've got to count on hitting with those young guys they're bringing in and and uh, you know i think the use kikuchi signing maybe gave a further hint that uh, yeah this is a club that it's, it's not just going to flush down and go to bottom barrel pace payroll and then try to build up to, they have a pretty good plan in place they got these young guys uh they build around what they've already got and uh I think it will be interesting, and, and now they have some payroll flexibility going forward, and you know how that works out will remain to be seen. But uh, yeah, I think it's definitely going to be an interesting franchise to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm just 
glad that Ichiro is playing in that Japan series. Because <laughs> it's not going to be the most exciting <laughs> roster to start off with. Uh, certainly probably not what they had in mind, but it is what it is. But good for Ichiro for being able to go over there and represent. Yeah. Well, and, and if you have, Ichiro will tell you, he, he's ready to play all season. So we'll see how all that plays out. It'll be another another storyline to watch, uh, whether Ichiro has two more games in him or a full season. But uh, my, my guess personally is two games because he doesn't really fit in at 45 with the, the whole building process we're talking about. But Ichiro is a, is a single-minded individual who worked very hard to get to where he's able to play Major League Baseball at 45. So I guess we don't count anything out there. Yes. Well, when you hit the wrong side of 40, things get a little <laughs> <laughs> including just, you know, standing up in the morning sometimes. But so let's move on. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. posted a Mariners inbox uh, recently with some interesting questions from fans. Uh, Mason from Portland, Oregon would like to know what are the Mar- Mariners plans for Daniel Vogelbach? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's an interesting question because it, it, it kind of fits in with, with where this team can go in the future. Vogelbach is a guy who has hit tremendously at the AAA level. Uh, had a huge spring last year for the Mariners, uh, just one of those Cactus League you know, monster years. And it's never quite translated. He's never really got extended time at the major league level. Uh, you know, the feeling is he needs, you know, a 400, 500 bat season to really see if what he can be at the major league level, if it, if, uh, if that's going to ever translate. He's a guy with, with good power and good plate discipline. So, they certainly like the potential there. So the, the, the question is where he fits, and uh, DH would be the obvious. You know, Nelson Cruz is gone. Is Daniel Vogelbach the DH this year? Yeah, a lot of that depends on what they do with Edwin Encarnacion, who's still on the roster and would be the natural DH if they don't move him before, uh, before the start of the season. So I think they would like to move Encarnacion if they can get a reasonable deal for him, but they're not just going to give him away a uh, pretty, pretty big-time bat if they want to, to keep him. So... Uh, Vogelbach, I think if he gets a chance this year, it'll be at DH. Uh, he can also play a little first base if, if they want. So uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, he is out of options, so it's kind of this is his year to see where he can go. We have a question from Alan H. from Seattle. He would like to know, can Jay Bruce be an everyday first baseman? He has a so-so defensive record based on 36 career games at the position, which is really nothing. Uh, if he's still in the club in the spring, assuming Encarnacion isn't, and Vogelbach is a strict DH if he's on the team. Wow, this guy is very specific about his question. Where does <laughs> so Greg? Where does Bruce fit? <laughs> hey, my readers, they know their questions. Um, uh, can Bruce? I think the question is, can Jay Bruce be the everyday first baseman? Uh, I would say yes, he could, but but no, he won't. Uh, I mean, he, he played some first base. The, the the Mets started to transition him last year uh, to to first base and. Uh, largely because he, he had some hip injuries, uh, pretty serious hip that kept him out of a lot of midseason. And when he came back, they, they tried to give him a spot and see what he could do. They want that bat in the lineup, which is the same thing the Mariners are going to want. But uh, he's a guy that, that I think is going to play some in left field. Uh, they got Domingo um, uh, Santana, who's going to be the main guy out in left field, the young guy that fits in that future group. Jay Bruce, not part of the future. He's a guy that they brought, got us really salary relief. Uh, in the, in the Cano and Edwin Diaz deal. So uh, he, he'll get some at-bats in left. He'll, he can play a little first. He'll probably play a little DH. They'll try to get his bat going. And really, I think if, uh, you know, this is a guy, three-time All-Star, Allison, he's a player. Uh, he's, he's getting a little older and, and a lot left on a, a two-year, 28 million contract. So that that's the part that doesn't really fit in the, 
Fuchi's the kind of guy they're moving and, and will try to move, I think, but they want to get him, revive his bat enough to, I think, make him a, a better trade candidate. And if he could move, uh, they could move him in midseason, I think they will. So uh, that's kind of the outlook I see with Bruce. Uh, he is a guy that, that, that could really help, though, and, uh, if, he's, if he's hitting. And uh, over the course of his career, that's what he's done. We have a question from Bryson H. from Tumwater, Washington. I love these questions. They're about young players, uh, minor leaguers that are coming up through the system. Um, and uh, and those are always questions that we get from fans that are paying attention. With our growing crop of young, talented outfielders, is there even a remote chance we will see Eric Filia, I I said that right, in a Mariners uniform in the next two or so years? I mean, look at that strikeout-to-walk ratio. You just can't coach that, says Bryson. <laughs> that is a fact uh eric field is a guy who has amazing uh bat control bat skills and and there's a reason why he's uh an interesting prospect for him and i would say yes you will see him in a marriage uniform in spring training because he's getting invited to a major league camp for the first time this year uh, and it'll be an interesting guy to watch he's uh he was very high on their radar uh a year ago and had huge numbers uh, in, in lower level minor league ball. I believe he was in Class A at that time and, and just put up like a, a 400 OBP type season. And, and, uh, and it's what he's done. He's kind of hit everywhere he's been. Uh, and then he got popped for a uh, uh, drug suspension, a drug of abuse suspension. And that lowered his standing quite a bit uh, <laughs> as, as those things were. So he needs to overcome that as well as the fact that, that well, he's a big uh, on-base guy, tremendous uh, 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 you know, guy that, that now can hit. He's not a big power guy, so it's kind of a question of where he fits. Uh, uh, he'd probably be like a corner outfielder without a lot of pop, but uh, he has the bat skills that, that will certainly uh, intrigue Jerry DePoto, who loves an on-base kind of guy. And uh, as our reader mentioned, uh, he, he, he walks more than he strikes out, which is tough to do at any level. And he's done that everywhere he's gone. So, uh, yeah, Eric Felia, a guy, uh, you know, one to, one to watch in spring. I don't see him making the club, but he will be one. Uh, played double-A last year. We'll see where he goes going forward. Okay, good stuff, Greg. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody, for listening to MLB Extras, the Seattle Mariners edition. We will catch up with you next time, and uh, have a good weekend. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.